It's the Horrorphoria Podcast. Don't touch that dial. Andy Gilly and John Richards are your hosts of this weekly podcast to rate and review horror movies. Is it good? Is it bad? <laughs> Is it a classic? Find out now. <laughs> Welcome to the Horrorphoria Podcast. It is Friday, January 29th of 2021. This is episode number 95. We're reviewing Psycho Gorman, originally made in 2020, came out uh, just a week ago in 2021. We are broadcasting live from our I Will Rip You Apart and Bathe in Your Blood studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that is the studios we have today. The other one I was thinking of was, if Andy does not mention the news on the new Glenn Danzig movie, oh. I will be very disappointed. Wow. Uh, I think it should actually be the Hunky Boys studio myself. Oh my god, that was a you missed, really... You missed one there, man, but <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to call it. But. Think, there were so many I was tossing around, but you know, sometimes I just go for the low-hanging fruit. Wait, that's pretty good. That, that's so. good. That's Psycho Gorman says, does say that, too. So it's been a long time since uh, we've been I, around. So I didn't hear about the Glenn Danzig news. I guess uh, I've been too busy looking at my GameStop stock this week. I, oh yeah, it's going uh, way up. <laughs> what, uh, All right, so, uh, so before on with Glenn Danzig? Please do tell. You, it, you're going to have to do it, some more. He's going to be in the movie. Okay. He and plays, um, I, I forgot the name of the character, but they showed a picture of him with blood coming out of his mouth with fangs. He's going to be in Death Rider in the House of the Vampires? He is. Really? Okay. Yeah. Was that in Bloody Disgusting or what? Yeah, I think, I think okay. that's where I saw it. Okay. I missed that one. So Dude. Yeah, I don't know how I did that. I must, like I said, must look it up right now. Looking at right now. dog coin uh, value and all of that kind of stuff. But uh, I do have more horror movie news. You may have seen that Chucky attacked a non-mask wearing subway rider in New York this week. A viral video posted on Instagram, the good guy's doll attacks a woman not wearing a mask and a masked friend of hers attempts to help before Chucky runs off. Whole thing was a surprise and is stunned by Instagram influencers. Uh, that's not a surprise <laughs> to me. But see, people, if you're not wearing your mask, you're going to get attacked yeah, by, by a Chucky, by guess, a slasher. Yeah. Okay. That, that Next time it could be Jason. And that's even worse. It's true. All three individuals involved in the video were in on the prank. The orchestrator of the prank says it was a social experiment to see if people would help someone in danger. So I'm getting attacked by Chucky. Uh, I'm not sure I would do that either. I think it was more of a social experiment to see how many likes they could get. And that's dumb. <laughs> I mean, right. I, Whatever. I, I get if you want to do a prank, right? Yep. Not now. Now's not the time because yeah. people are a little sensitive. They stand on one side of the fence or the other when it comes to masks. Well, and that to me is just, it's going to irritate people. Chucky wasn't wearing a mask either in this video. Uh-huh. I've seen it. Uh, well, I guess Chucky is a mask. So whatever. Anyway, uh, remember Donnie Darko? Uh, yeah, I watched Met- it uh, probably a year ago, but okay. in passing, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the movie. It came out in a very cloudy period of my life. I was uh, doing kind of a lot of drugs at that time. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why I watched the film a lot, but don't really retain what it was about. Right. I remember there was like a rabbit sparkle was, motion. Was it uh, Hank or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. I, I wanted to time travel. That's, uh, you know. <laughs> so Richard Kelly teased, the, you know, the creator of Donnie Darko, teased a new film that shares the same universe as Donnie Darko or might be a sequel, depending on the sources. Uh, in an exclusive interview with ComingSoon.net, he said, well, I am probably not allowed to say anything more than there has been an enormous amount of work completed on this Donnie Darko 
um, how can, how, universe movie. How I'm, can there be a sequel? He spoiler. There was a sequel. So there was a sequel. It was about it was his a sister. It, it sucked yeah, so bad. It was bad. terrible. It was terrible. So there. Yeah, exactly. And and none of the original characters were in it. I guess um, if I remember right. But um, anyway, he goes on to say, "I'm hopeful that we might get to explore that world in a big, very, a very big and exciting way. But we'll see what happens. But there's been a lot of work done. A lot of work has been done." He said. Can you say money grab? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, I it seems like he wants to uh, you know make something good, and and he's still you know is 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 kind of excited about working with that universe. So maybe it'll be cool. I don't know. All right, more power to him. Yeah, kaiju for- films. Those are horror, right? They are. Uh, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong has been moved to March 31st release date. Film was delayed from the previous March 26th date just this week. It'll be on theater, in theaters, and on HBO Max. I saw that. There was like, they had this like mashup uh, trailer of what was the Mortal Kombat movie, Mm -hmm. um, Godzilla vs. Kong. There was another one in there. Oh, oh, the um, Suicide Squad one. Okay. And they were all mashed up in there, like in theaters and HBO Max simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, speaking of that, the first seven Saw movies coming to HBO Max in February. Uh, everything except that last one, Jigsaw. Uh, not sure if this is a lead up to Spiral being released on HBO Max or not, but it seems like that's maybe what they're trying to do. Huh? I wouldn't be surprised if it was yeah. like a couple months after, maybe. Mm-hmm. And in more release date news, James Wan's Giallo movie Malignant will release in September. A new teaser image of the film was posted on Wan's Instagram this week. The release date set for September 10th, 2021, again on HBO Max and in theaters. Did you see the pic- that picture? I, th- I did, yeah. I, isn't it of a, a woman laying down and it's got that kind of bright red that, that of what a Giallo film is? Yes. Is, so, is, it's of the main actress, but like kind right. of a red light and something behind and her. And her head is like... Yeah, laying on a pillow or something. Degrees, and it looks like there's someone in like a leather zipper face mask. Yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that's what that's what the impression I got was of what that was. So yeah, I did see it. It was it was a interesting shot, uh, and uh, everything about this movie is interesting because he hasn't uh, told us much about it. So. Well, here's the thing, and I, I'm just going on a sidebar here, is that we have one of our uh, Instagram followers that asked, because I, I, you know, we're always looking for suggestions of what to do. Um, he had brought up, maybe we do a Giallo film, and, you know, I'm actually, uh, uh, the handle is My Little Slice of Hell. Right. One of our followers cool. yep. um, had suggested a Giallo film, like something Argento, but maybe we can compromise and if it comes out soon we can do this malignant film and there's our giallo genre we'll get it on september 10th 2021 there we go so all right all right horror movie trivia director steven kostansky directed a 2008 horror movie it was actually reviewed on episode number one really of the horror for you podcast what was it directed a movie he really? directed a horror movie from 2018. It was episode reviewed by Mr. Andy Gilly himself in episode number one. Did I do Leprechaun in that? or was He did that? I didn't realize that. Leprechaun Returns. Leprechaun Returns. He did that. Wow. Yeah, he so he's, he's done a lot of stuff. He's been around Hollywood for quite a while, actually. He's done a lot of special effects. He's really involved with prosthetics and stuff like that. Um, 
which is kind of evident in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, a really interesting guy. I didn't realize he did uh, Leprechaun Returns. I like that movie. He, I know you did. <laughs> I know. I thought you'd like that one. I did like that one. Don't go listen to episode one though. That's it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't. We, tell we've improved. For yeah, sure. tell your friends not to listen to episode. Probably till like episode fifty or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably terrible too. No, it's, it's still terrible. I don't know. I'm terrible. Not. It's just me. You're great, but oh, come you're on. a professional broadcaster. Come on. So how can I compete? Anyway, uh, Chainsaw Plot. Two oh, children. you don't have a trivia? Oh, I do have a trivia. I'm sorry. I didn't give my trivia yet. The Stephen Kostansky mentioned these two films as his main influence for Psycho Gorman. Hmm. Uh... God, I don't know. I'm going to say Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I don't know. Uh, that's a good guess, but it was mas- the 1987 Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, my God, really? And Beastmaster 2. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. He also mentioned uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and, and a couple other ones there. Uh, I watched an interview with him, but this is a specific interview that uh, most people are saying this is really what he, he keeps saying are the uh, main ones that he that he uh, based his influence on. Yeah. Terminator 2, I don't get I could get the other ones, kind yeah, of the time travel You know, thing. it's like a kid with this uh, intergalactic, uh, you know. Yeah, but it, it, it says deal with, like, like dimensions, but yeah. not time travel. I, I don't yeah, know. I don't All right, anyway. well, that, that's cool. Uh, Andy's Chainsaw Plot. Chainsaw Plot. Two children dig up an intergalactic battle lord who threatens to destroy the Earth. The only thing preventing this are the whims of a sadistic little girl who controls him via a powerful gem. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. All right. We are. uh, Here's your spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about Psycho Gorman from 2021 in its entirety. I'm going to reemphasize the spoiler alert. This is a brand new movie. So if you have not seen it, pause the podcast, go watch it, come back, find out what we thought about it. Andy, initial thoughts. I know you have a lot about (laughs) Psycho Gorman. Uh, Gorman. Psycho Gorman. So I am too old really to have been into Power Rangers, but I did go see Gwarin concert. I think you saw Gwarin concert too, like 2005 in Minneapolis is where I saw him. This reminded me a little of a Guar concert or mm-hmm. Warhammer 40, 40K or something like that. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I can understand why there might be some consternation about this movie. I think you really have to be in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the humor and stuff isn't going to hit if you're uh, not looking for like a retro 1990s foam rubber monster movie. Uh, and at first, I actually felt that way. I was kind of like, uh, you know, what am I watching? This is kind of dumb. And then I realized what they were doing here. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an, an homage film. And once I, you know, got that and took myself back to 1990 I enjoyed the film a lot more I I think you could probably watch this cynically and say the jokes are dumb and the effects are bad and the story isn't really all that good but I think that's what our parents would have said about Toxic Avenger Mm -hmm. and uh, that film I would argue is a classic uh, so I think this is in the same vein as that movie knows what it's doing. And if you're a huge fan of like Power Rangers, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ultraman, some of those kind of shows, you, I think you're going to love this. Uh, I also think that this is one of those movies that the more you watch it, the more you see it with other people, the more you talk about it with other people who uh, get it and enjoy it, the more you're going to like it. Um, I would watch this two or three times, actually, before you call it crap, because I think the first time you watch it, there's some of the what the what the hell kind of thing going on you know sure. so all right well <clears throat> i know i told you yesterday that i didn't really like the movie but mm-hmm. it's so weird how we're thinking the same way because the exact movie i was thinking of 
was Toxic Avenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's how it's very campy rough. and how cheesy that movie was. You know, um, <laughs> Stephen Kostansky knew exactly what he was doing. And the thing is, is I like every every scene I went through, I went, eh. but then I go, wait, hold on a second. He he did this purposely mm-hmm. and it got funner and funner with me. Um, I like the way they leaned really heavy on, you know, there were two sides with, with uh, Mimi and with Luke. Luke is the brother. Mimi is the sister. Uh, she was so bad mm-hmm. <laughs> and Luke was so good. You know, it's like the yeah, angel absolutely. and the devil child. Absolutely. And these parents were so dysfunctional. <laughs> it was so comical to watch him. So the mm-hmm. more I thought about it and, and it's weird because a movie like this, you don't have to chew on a lot, but you have to let yourself go. That's what I'll preface mm-hmm. by saying. And it makes it more enjoyable. Was it my favorite movie ever? Absolutely not. Um, I'm not a sci-fi guy because mm-hmm. when they went sci-fi, I thought this was, you know, going to be some sort of, you know, uh, hell, alternate dimension, you know, where demons live or whatever. But it, it's more of a sci-fi. It leans a lot into the sci-fi aspect. It of does. It. Yeah. Um, but it also leaned into, um, you know, aliens wanting to destroy whether whether you thought they were good aliens or bad aliens, you know, they wanted to destroy and, and conquer no matter what side they fell on. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the, the characters were fun. It, overall, it was a fun movie. And I my score is going to reflect that later, mm-hmm. regardless of what we talked about yesterday. I, you know, I did have quite a bit of fun with it. Probably not as much fun as you did, but the gore landed. Uh, the jokes were just they were. They were corny and cheesy, but they were fun. Um, I don't know. I yeah, I I like it a little more than I let on. <laughs> okay, yeah, because you uh, you know I this is why I try not to talk to you about the movie before the week because it really seemed like you were uh, not liking this at all, and I get it. Like I I do get why you might feel that way. I mean, I think. Um, and I don't want to call you old. You're, I mean, I'm older than you, but you know, I think like if uh, not by much, if, I know we're about the same age. But I think that like if uh, my parents had watched uh, Toxic Avenger mm-hmm. back in the '80s, they would. If you go on like uh, RogerEbert.com, there is no better. Um, sign that this movie is great than going on RogerEbert.com who's like an old, you know, well, he's dead, but <laughs> the, the, he is. they're like the, uh, you know, traditional critics who are looking at these things like, uh, you know, like an old style critic would and they just rip this movie apart. Here's, here's, here's where I'm going to disagree with you is that like to me, the Toxic Avenger was there for shock value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Stephen Kostansky did it for entertainment not to say yeah. lloyd kaufman didn't have this idea of making the toxic avenger entertaining and to have fun with but i think where we are at with horror movies now and 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 the decades in between toxic avenger and psycho Gorman mm-hmm. is you know completely different no i i agree with you and, 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 and yeah no it's this isn't I, i'm comparing it to toxic avenger because that was like a movie that i feel 
both you and I could agree is a classic. Oh yeah, is, is sure. a great movie. We really enjoyed when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Older people didn't get it. Right. You know, my parents did not get that movie. If they came on and was watching it, it made me shut it off. And I think the same thing would happen with some parents today if their kids are watching this. I don't think so. I mean, because the gore was just just enough to be right there. You know, I I really did expect this to be a lot more violent. And a so lot did more I. Gory, so you know, and that was disappointing. That was one disappointment I had with it as well. I, I would agree with you for a movie called Psycho Gorman. It it was uh, you know I, I expected something more along the lines of Dead Alive or something like that, where I was going to be a little bit shocked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, even even with the Toxic Avenger, you know, some of the kills and stuff like that, it was like. I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, and, and I mean, you have seen all this for like the cop who gets, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> turned into whatever that is. Uh, it's kind of a RoboCop thing. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, there, there's there's yeah. I tell you that that one cracked me up because he got fired off the gun because it got molded to his hand. Right. And and the, the love note, the little heart thing he passed along to me. It's like, kill me, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. funny. Yeah, there was uh, one thing I really liked about this uh, in total contrast to Toxic Avenger uh, is that there was zero message to this movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, sometimes things like this try to be relevant or something. It's uh, been a while since I saw Toxic Avenger, but I, I think there's some kind of message in that movie uh, that's supposed to be kind of, uh, you know, interweaved. Environmental. In yeah, I mean, yeah, like environmentalism, right? Yeah, he, you know. he's notorious. And, and again, I've sure. seen I actually watched a um I'm sorry to get off the no, topic of this movie, but you know he he's he did this. Um, I saw it on Prime, like a documentary about him. Mm-hmm. He said all his movies did have messages. Most right. of them were political at the beginning, yes. and then some environmental and yeah. leaned into the political or whatever. But that you know, you're right. This one didn't have yeah. any kind of message. So you could <laughs> PG has none of that. There is zero social message. I, I think it's on like the same level of social commentary as an '80s toy commercial, and I loved that about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just there to be enjoyed. You're just you're just enjoying this thing. It's uh, it's kind of like one of those. Uh, 80s uh, toy cartoons, you know, like Masters of the Universe or something, you know, there's all this fighting and stuff. And then at the end, they give you this like little lesson and you just don't even watch that. Like G.I. Joe or whatever. Remember that? Knowing's half the battle. Knowing's half the battle. Right. You know, (laughs) they don't even do that for They don't waste their time with that. So I love I love that aspect. I don't mean to jump to the end, but Uh uh, just to kind of echo what you're saying right now is that the dad like like um, the daughter has the the heart or the gem that'll keep Psycho Gorman alive, and the dad relates a story to Mimi saying, "Well, when I was a kid, I I saw a van and it didn't have any windows, but this guy invited me in and wanted to show me baseball cards, and you know what? It was the most beautiful baseball card collection I've ever seen." So, so what does that mean? Dad? And, uh, and that was, just means yeah. that, you know what? Sometimes you got to trust the stranger. <laughs> exactly. That was great, man. I mean, really? Yeah, I thought it was going there with that. And I think that was a great misdirection. It was like, it was. I got into this guy's van and he told me he had a baseball collection. And he actually had a baseball collection. It was really nice. And it had was a great the most beautiful baseball card collection I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I, I love that. And there's just, there isn't any kind of uh, pretense of uh, some sort of message or something like I really like that. Um, stranger Danger. Nope. Nope. nope it's n- it's not the place to learn Stranger Danger, this movie. So um, I, I really like the dichotomy between Psycho Gorman's dialogue and the kids' dialogue. You know, mm-hmm. he's trying to tell like the story of epic intergalactic battles, and Mimi keeps interrupting him. 
you know, she she decides like the uh, title that his enemies give him, Archduke of Nightmares, is boring. So that's how she comes up with Psycho Gorman. I, I love that, you know. Oh, uh, the dialogue between her and Luke of like, oh, I should call him that. Maybe this, maybe that. No, Psycho Gorman. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And there's that one exchange where he's he's telling him about the uh, how how the death and stuff that they've witnessed is is going to scar them forever. And Mimi's like. Cool. <laughs> Would you consider Psycho Goreman like a protagonist? Because he's kind of both. Yeah, well, he's definitely like an anti-hero, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's not a nice person. He's not a nice being. No. He's here to, you know, and, and without Mimi controlling him, he would... Uh, kill us all you know and she's and she's the only thing that's keeping him from destroying the entire planet and killing all of us and she's got not such a great uh she's a little jerk she is and and you know i i think this is a good look at what would happen if you gave like a child ultimate power like this Mm. because she's really pretty awful and and like you said I, i i did like you know i liked the um, relationship between the brother and sister in this, mm-hmm. you know, I thought that was really like, you know, the, the brother it, again. It's kind of like the um, the relationship between the, uh, those the the friends in Better Watch Out. You oh know, yeah, Christmas yeah. Movies where there, one of them is just you know terrible, the ultimate manipulator trying to get a little follower. Ex- exactly. But Luke, do anything. Luke, the brother, has you know a pure heart. I mean, he's just yeah, he does. He's right. He, and obviously his sister has her thumb on him to be able to control whatever he does, you know? And most of the things, he's just like, well, okay, I'll do it, you know? I don't want to piss off my little sister. Right, and, and I, I liked that, like, relationship between them. It was really uh, an interesting look at that kind of relationship that some kids have, like I did when I was a kid. And uh, I was the Mimi again, of course. I was a terrible <laughs> kid. Well, it, it was funny when they first brought him to life because they're digging a hole for some reason mm-hmm. after they play, what is it called, Crazy Ball? Crazy Ball. Okay. Isn't she making him dig his own grave or something like that? Is something like that. It yeah. ends up digging, you know, finding the the gem, like almost the heart of Psycho Goreman. So Mimi takes it. Um, you know, he comes to life. And they, like the first indication that she's a total jerk is, you know, he gets out there. I'm going to kill you. Kill him first. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I love the, like that the gem was like this puzzle box thing that she solved with any meeny miny mo. Oh, that's right, like a Simon Says type <laughs> yes. thing, which was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a funny homage to like Hellraiser or something, where they have this puzzle bit, box. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I like that. Um, that scene where he comes through the mirror and you know Dennis, the dad, is uh, on, on the toilet in the bathroom, and he has that message for him. That was that was funny, and I think it, it like gets funnier the more I think about yeah, it because because the dad or uh, Psycho Gorman is dying. You know uh, they used his own blood against him, so it caused caused it like to poison his body and he doesn't have the heart so he's not invincible anymore he doesn't have the gem and the dad's sitting there on the pot you know doing whatever he's doing and then all of a sudden it's like a uh, you know a bad cgi which you know you could forgive because and it it just appears out of nowhere and it's just like you need to come find me and he falls into the toilet (laughs) it's it's so great it's It's like like, one of these star wars holograms coming through the mirror and And then he goes where am I supposed to go? You need to take I-25. <laughs> yes, he But what back. part of I-25? You need to go to the first gas station. 
<laughs> yeah, I love that scene, and it gets funnier the more I think about it. Like, oh my god! And that's the thing about this movie. Like I, I think, like I said, the first time you watch it, I don't think you you really take it in and you are you're like what the hell did I just watch you know what was that and they start talking about it start thinking about it a little bit and, it, and you, I think this is one of these movies that like the 10th time you watch it you're gonna you're gonna just love it I think yeah I, I agree I think this is a multiple watch movie and not that you're gonna you miss something but I think no. that, I think and I've heard this. Uh, I'm not a big Napoleon Dynamite fan, but the more you watch it is the more you get the jokes, the more you you laugh and you just let yourself go, because maybe maybe we are too snooty. And I'll speak on my behalf, because when I talked to you yesterday, I was just like, oh, man, I uh, I didn't like the sci fi element. I, I really did. not I mean, to me, it's just like whatever. Um but the gore was was decent. The the jokes, most of the jokes did land, and you know the characters were fun to watch interact. I mean, it wasn't great acting. No, I agree. I agree with that. It wasn't fantastic acting. There's certainly like uh, been much better child actors in other other horror movies, but uh, it was it was good enough. And uh, I said exactly the same thing. Actually, I have in my notes here, Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, oh. that's really what this reminded me of like where I first watched the first time I watched Napoleon everybody's telling me to watch Napoleon Dynamite and they were like oh this is hilarious I, I watched it I'm like what did I just watch what, did, what, <laughs> what in the heck is that you know and then I was thinking about like when uh, Kip backed over that uh, Tupperware with his van and did the burnout you know I thought that was pretty funny and then as I thought about it there was more and more stuff that was just hilarious to me and Eat like food Tina <laughs> that's right you know and it's got it's got all these classic lines in it and I think there's some of these uh, the same thing in Psycho Gorman you know like hunky boys. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, because they give him a magazine and he's just like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep, he's like, uh, I don't like hunky boys. Or he says something like that. And then he's like, maybe I do like hunky boys. <laughs> yeah, because at the fight at the end with Pandora, yes. <laughs> which is a that is a mighty Morphin Power Ranger character right there, Pandora. You know, mm. it's got the angelic white and, you know, looks like a. What do they call that? What do they call like the like the Voltron looking thing? Well, I have no idea. Okay, like some sort of crown or something. I well, no, just like the look of. Yeah, that. I know I, what you're talking about. She had those wings. That, one of them got ripped off, actually. So yeah, and that was turned in turned into it's like, turned oh, yeah, into a she's, weapon. She's done now. She got her thing ripped off. <laughs> there was another funny scene where uh, they're walking to school and Psycho Gorman's with them, and um, uh, Mimi's like, "Well, I wish I wish you would just make him like me." Oh, I've done this in the past and created a love post. And, and um, uh, his name's Alistair. Yeah. You know, the kid, just a friend of that uh, kid actually was one of the best actors in the whole movie. I agree. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe I should just leave. <laughs> he gets turned into a brain. Yes. Yeah. That that kid really nailed it. I think his name is Seth or something like that. Uh, uh, I don't know. I forget what. Uh, actually, I can Alistair. tell you. I can tell yeah, you right I got now. it right here. Uh, Alistair oh, Scout. is. Scout Flint. His name's Scout Flint. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did it. He was probably the best actor in this whole movie. Did yeah, he was fun to job. watch. He got he was, I didn't. What, what, so what was Psycho Gorman doing there? I didn't really get that. Like he turned that kid into a brain. I don't know why. Mimi, Mimi was like the kid was kind of like uh, not paying enough attention to Mimi. Mimi obviously had some sort of uh, affinity for him, right? She's she's kind of uh, 
wants to, uh, I don't know, whatever uh, version of dating you do in elementary school. You know, she likes him, obviously. She likes him, likes Yeah, him, she right? won't admit. She's young enough to where it's like, I don't love him. We're yes. just going to get married and be yeah, together yeah, forever. Right, right, you know. So she likes him, likes him, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what you would Like, call? likes him. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was Psycho Gorman doing there? He turns him into this, like, gross brain with tentacles. That was his way of, uh, like, what making him too gross for anybody else to like, and now maybe as Mimi, I, yeah, I have no idea why that was. Yeah, but there was a really funny scene at the end in the post credits that you know, and it, uh, the parents go, "Hey, Alistair, it's time to eat," and they're they're so locked into their own world they don't know that their kid's a brain, which to me was a very fun if if it had a message, it's like pay attention to your kids because your kid could be a brain with tentacles eating. <laughs> Yeah, I got that out of that, too, that that they were just oblivious to his condition at all. And, and everybody in the movie was. They didn't care. They see, they were too wrapped up like in, in themselves to notice that he had become this uh, like brain. Remember, because the dad didn't know. And he's like, he's freaking out about his bat. Like, because Psycho or uh, the mom came out there with the bat and broke it on Psycho Gorman. And the dad comes running out and jumps over Alistair, who's a brain. He's That's like, right. what did you do to my favorite bat? That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just wasn't quite sure why they did that or what that was. Maybe that's some in, in thing in, that's inspired by some movie. I know, like Suburban Commando is another movie that uh, that was that this is inspired by the Hulk Hogan one. God, it's been so long since I've seen that. that and one. that wouldn't have like a squishy like a squishy brain in it. So I don't know what uh, where they got that or what what exactly. I didn't quite understand that part. But it uh, is kind of funny the way the it's parents, funny the, the yeah. parents are really paying attention to the kids like throughout the movie. So that was pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know of what they're doing and and because the parents are like. Well, when did you dig this hole? Because it's the next day, and they've got like a big giant hole in the backyard. Yeah, and it was like, oh, when did you guys dig this? Don't you know your kids are <laughs> right digging giant holes there when they're playing crazy ball? Yeah, good lord. Yeah, this uh, th- this battle between him and I think it's like his friends show up. Well, it's like yeah, it's like his army. It's like his army or whatever. But they're there to like kill him. That's totally Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, totally. I mean, like, like the fight. Like, yeah, the fight is. I mean, I haven't seen many of those. I think it was on a couple of, in a couple of houses I went to in college and stuff. I, I didn't really. I'm a little too old for uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, unfortunately. Yeah, but, well, you know, it's and it's a co- iconic show. So, but, so yeah, you I've know what it is. It's yeah, the cheesy kung fu with the. Terrible looking latex monsters. Yeah. And, you know, I've definitely let's go seen, Power Rangers. Yeah, I've definitely seen episodes of it, and that was totally reminiscent of it. Uh, or maybe like a Jackie Chan film, too, from the 90s. Yeah. They, uh, that's you know, there's a little bit of that with the spinning around and stuff. I, 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 I liked that fight scene. I thought it was good. Yeah. It was um, fun because, I mean, like, because all of us, <laughs> Mimi wants an apology because uh, they show up, and the first thing he says is like, Go ahead and kill them. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the guy that's wearing the crown, that was pretty funny, too. It's like, well, we get to share power because we get to pass it around the crown. And he's like, <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> and then Mimi gets hurt. She's like, you need to apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's right. Not good enough. And he's still getting his butt kicked. And <laughs> it's like, I am truly sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then she holds it up just like a Power Rangers movie and the power yes. goes to him and he kills all of them. Yeah. Easily after after that. Yeah, so. for sure. I love the uh you know it has a montage 
Oh, the music montage. The music montage. You got to love it, man. It's You got to have one if you're going to have an 80s movie, you know? Yeah, like they're walking down the street mm-hmm. and the kid, <laughs> the kid on a bike makes fun of him. He's like, hey, man, nice outfit. <laughs> Boom, he explodes. Nice Halloween costume is what he said, yeah. Yeah, that, and that was like, this movie is really lauded for its practical effects. Oh, yeah. But was that not CGI? I mean, it looked, I think it looked, that was. Yeah. There, I think some, I like, like during the fight, there was also at the beginning, um, uh, Psycho Gorman goes to a um, warehouse mm-hmm. and kills some like criminals or whatever. They had stolen something and rips the guy, you know, and you've seen it before, grabs him by the neck and just rips his spine out, you know, by the head. Yeah. So I thought most of it <laughs> no, was practical. Like, yeah, a lot of the uh, uh, practical effects in this were great, uh, but there were some uh, CGI. And I think that's when the effects got kind of weak. Because there were some great, and, and like the costumes and stuff are fantastic. You gotta love them, you know. There's like homage to like uh, Mars Attacks a little bit, and like uh, you know Power Rangers, some of these movies, Ultraman, I think. Uh, and there's just this the Giver, maybe remember that with Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a little reminiscent. Some of these costumes are a little reminiscent of that, and, and I love that man. It, it was just really enjoyable. So it, it, it was fun. By the way, at the end of that uh, montage where they dress him up like that, you know, like some people are saying that's a cowboy suit. That's actually Doctor Grant from Jurassic. Park. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I listened to a... a oh, Sam Neill's character. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay, I can kind of see, because he was wearing the ascot yes. and the hat and the, and the, and the hat, yeah, right. yeah, okay. Yeah, so I listened and to the yeah, interview with a director, and that's what he said. So oh, that's nice. From, that's from Kostansky himself. Oh, during remember. that fight, there, there was a good one where it was one of his uh, army, army dudes, and he rips his face off, which mm-hmm. was so fun to mm-hmm. watch. And then, that was a great effect. And he calls it a, uh, uh, a hero's death or something like that. Yes, I love where he that. eats the guy. Eats the guy. That that is that was. I love that whole concept. He unhinges his jaw and like consumes them whole. And it's like really gross and disgusting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that part. Then again, that'd be like something my mom would walk in and she'd be like, "What are you watching?" <laughs> and he pukes. <laughs> he does. Yeah. It's it's pretty great. There was like his back story a little bit you get a little bit of it um when the kids first encountered psycho Gorman was he was a slave yeah you know he mm-hmm. was a he was an alien slave that just you know found this gem and then you know he became all-powerful and created his army so that he, he had a rhyme to a reason of why he the way he was the way he was so he, he could have really been evil which why which is why he was a prisoner but you know it it like I said at the beginning is you have these um, you know these aliens that are supposedly on the good side and supposedly on the bad side right but there's it's really blurred because they're <laughs> it's totally blurred like yeah the uh, Pandora's I don't know what she's with the Templars is what they're called or whatever that's what they're called yeah yeah, and obviously they like to instill their, you know, will on the people that they, you know, they, they enslave these people, make them build these churches and stuff, or these beings, I should say, they aren't people, Psycho Gorman isn't a person, but um, yeah, you know, it like, it's it's like, Psycho Gorman is kind of uh, this uh, the opposite side of the coin where he's like chaos and, and, and uh, destruction, and these Templars seem like... Um, 
kind of kind of like uh, overly ordered something like uh, you know uh, Pink Floyd the Wall or something some kind of like 1984 type of uh, authority yeah you know where they uh, where they also kill but uh, and do probably do worse things than Psycho Gorman's side but uh, they do it in the uh, in the name of like uh, order and and uh, you know yeah there's a, there's a reason behind their justice right whereas Psycho Gorman's is more of like a you know, let's conquer. Right. These people are like, let's conquer and enslave. And yeah. So if there is any message, I think it's that like both of those sides are just as bad as, as each other. You know, it isn't. Uh, and and what you know, Psycho Gorman would kill us all and and enslave us. But what's stopping him from doing it is Mimi, which is ironic and funny because she's terrible. <laughs> she is. She. I mean, she's an awful kid. I did like the interaction between the parents. There was a scene where they were out in the woods and, you know, the kids were doing their thing. This is like during the fight uh, or after the fight with the army. And, you know, the, the mom has just had it with this dad because he's so lazy. I guess his wrist is like so bad. He can't go to work um, there during one of the months during the montage is like a psycho Gorman picks up a ball and throws it through and breaks the TV. He didn't. He's so lazy that he just puts the broken TV down on the ground and has another TV in the in the mom's just like, you need to go do something. You're so lazy. And the stare. I mean, it was an uncomfortably long stare between the dad and the mom. Did you notice this is right? Mm-hmm. Like he just he's furious, but he's like also like his eyes are twitching like, uh, uh, am I that lazy? But why are you saying this to me? Right. No, I loved it too. I really loved the uh, relationship between the parents and how dysfunctional it was. And I think she was a little mad that he went and bought the TV because I think she was the only one working. Exactly. Well, I'll go. Well, he, he tells her, he's like, well, you should go pick up some extra shifts because my wrist is really hurting. He did say that. He did say that. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I really did enjoy that whole thing and how they got to uh, fight each other at the end oh yeah <laughs> you know, like that was actually she kind of became a templar or whatever and yeah uh, like uh pandora gave her a drink and she became the yeah be the power ranger looking thing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i love that at the end how like both sides of the family are kind of against each other with psycho gorman and, and pandora as kind of their hurt their leaders or whatever I, yeah. I i loved how they how they did that that was that was hilarious it was funny at the end too because it's like psycho gorman's dying because he doesn't have this this gem to keep him alive or, or make him invincible um and he's under mimi's control luke had stolen it yet you know psycho gorman goes to pandora it's like hey i want one last battle so he asks mimi to pick the game and then <laughs> it's crazy it's ball. crazy ball of course so and, and it's just like <laughs> Okay, so they're having a game, another music montage of them yeah. throwing the ball, which which was kind of fun. So, so what the uh, director said about that was like, you know, in in uh, Masters of the Universe, they actually like ran out of money at the end of it, apparently, mm-hmm. and you, you got kind of cheated out of this battle between uh, Skeletor and He Man, mm-hmm. and you never and you never got to see it. So I think that's kind of there's supposed to be this battle and he has this meat sword and stuff and you're you're oh we're almost ready for the conclusion of this battle where psycho gorman's gonna take her out mm. with the meat sword made of her, her own body you know and then we get this crazy ball game 
Yeah, well, they, they do end up fighting. Oh, no, they do. They fight. I mean, they, and he's peeling off pieces of her skin. Yes, and he right, ma- to make the meat sword. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, but I think like the, the, it, it's a little bit anticlimactic when it goes to the, um, to the, uh, crazy ball game. And I think that's kind of a, cause he, he was talking about this where, uh, you know, you got cheated out of the final battle a little bit in masters of the universe cause they totally ran out of money and like the insurance company sit came and shut them down. Oh, so, so they were about to film the final battle between E-Man and Skeletor and, uh, that's where it went. Oh, <laughs> so. I was, yeah. I mean, uh, it was just interesting because I, I did I did like the uh, mid credit scenes and the post credit scenes where it was just you know Psycho Gorman just goes you know what okay I will not I promised I would not kill you and your family so he creates his portal and he like goes to some other small town USA and starts destroying them and it's all on the news and that's where we see uh, uh, Alistair <laughs> as a brain right. Oh, you know, another funny joke that like kept landing for me is like, this is Mimi. This is Mimi's parents, Bob and Karen or wh- wh- whatever their name was. Dennis and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis and uh, Susan. Yeah. That was it Susan. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is Mimi's brother. <laughs> kept forgetting his name. Yeah. He's like, you should have remembered my name. <laughs> yeah. At the end, he just calls him boy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Ooh, a little homage to uh, to uh, the tall man from. Maybe it was, yeah. <laughs> hmm, I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, do I, I mean, I anything? enjoyed this. I don't think we missed anything. I I really enjoyed this film. I I, I had a good time with it. Good. Okay. Uh, Psycho Goreman, is it good? Is it bad? Is it a classic? And what is your rating out of five? All right. Um, so, like I said, I think this is a little bit like a trauma film. It's got a Toxic Avenger vibe to it. Like I said, it doesn't have the message. It's not a trauma film. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just, it reminds me of it in the way I think I enjoyed Toxic Avenger when I was a kid. I think someone that age would enjoy it, and someone who's older just might not get this at all. You know, I think it reminds me of it because of that. Uh, and like I said, the fact that Roger Ebert ripped this thing apart just says how great it probably is. You know, <laughs> it's uh, one of these movies your parents would hate, which makes it awesome, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the lines like hunky boys and then, uh, uh, you know, the warrior's death eating thing. The bathroom scene, which was just hilarious and gets funnier every time I think about it. Um <laughs> And, you know, it's it's a fun movie. It doesn't have a stupid message. Try to be more important than it is. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this is a classic. Ooh. I think it will endure. I think people are going to enjoy this, uh, just continue to enjoy this movie. And it's going to be like Tox Avenger, which I think is a classic. I'm going to call this a classic. Give it three and a half stars. Ooh, very bold statement from mm-hmm. Andy Gilly. <laughs> and again, I, I'll refer, reference what I said earlier is that. I don't like the sci-fi element of it. Um, you know, it kind of takes me out of the movie, but I, I think the movie overall, because it didn't spend a lot of time there, but it keeps going back and forth. I mean, I guess one thing that we did not mention is there's a council of, I guess, bounty hunters or whatever they're called. Yeah, I think um, some kind of galactic council of rulers. Yeah, like just some sort of senate that takes care of the entire universe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the some of the characters are kind of cool looking you know the pandora character was kind of cool as a bounty hunter or the the you know the the enforcer or whatever of the universal rule of law um i thought it was really funny in the post credit scenes or mid credit scenes of 
now that Psycho Gorman has the <laughs> has the gem back, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they're sitting around the table, and there's like only one way we could take care of this, and they pull out a revolver, and and who's first? The guy with like the glass head raises his hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, so speaking, I, I'm, I, this is the part where I interrupt your ending uh, part. You know, I always do this to you. No, go ahead. I always interrupt you. Go ahead. Uh, I like to do that, uh, but I'm pretty sure the Psycho Gorman rap during the credits. Remember the credit? The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rap in there. It's the same tune as Turtle Power from the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. If you listen to both of those songs, some they're different groups. Some call a uh, group called Partners in Crime did the Turtle so- song, mm. and Little Caesar, who was a SoundCloud rapper, did the uh, uh, Psycho Gorman rap. But listen to those two songs and tell me if they're not like the same beat. That would everything. be interesting because yeah, they they just recap the movie. <laughs> yes, they Same do. Psycho Gorman. They do PG for sure. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> I didn't listen too much to it. Um, but yeah, 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 getting back on it, the the, the sci-fi element, yeah, it took me out, out of it. But like you said, you got to think about it a little bit. It's not, you don't have to chew on anything that, that's, you know, went over your head or you got to think about something that you saw. I think it's just letting the jokes kind of absorb and, and letting it land for you. I yep. could watch this again. And I know for a fact that this is going on Shutter maybe within the next month, a oh, really? couple okay. of weeks. Okay. Um, I will absolutely watch this again. Yeah, I, I would love to. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to be as bold as you. I'm not going to say this is a classic, but it was a good movie. Um, it landed for, and just even more talking to you about it, it, it just like, yeah, the jokes kind of just absorb into me and it's like, yeah, that was really funny. That was actually really the hunky boy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to land at a, at a number th- or a three out of five. I'm um, not going to say it's classic. It, it, it's a good movie, but this is worth a watch. I mean, this really is. If you just want to have mindless, inter- do not go in. Would you say cynical about oh, it? Oh, yeah. Do not be cynical about it. Just, it, just go yeah. in expecting to have a lot of fun with this movie yep. and let it take you over. I mean, I'm not I don't think it's going to break any new ground. Like you said with Toxic Avenger, it's a classic, but it, it's become a classic over the years. Yeah, right. Um, right. It wasn't a classic when we first saw it. No, it, it wasn't. Was and, and this isn't a classic right now. Yeah, I'm just saying it, this has the potential to become a classic. Absolutely. It, you know, I mean, to, to our parents, it would have been filth. Parents nowadays <laughs> letting, letting their 12, 13-year-old kids, or they sneak watching this movie, it's not filth. No, no, no. That, no I mean, there's there, there's no nudity. No. There, there's some, you know... Uh, uh, you know, practical gore in it. Yeah. The bad language is really subdued. It really is. So there, there's, yeah. I, and, and they, they even, they make a point of doing that in the movie, mm-hmm. Andy, cause they it's do. like freaking, you know, and she sings a song about there. freaking yeah. a Fre- freaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, they don't, there's cursing. I mean, for sure there is, they're, you know, the, from the adults, the kids, but never yeah, the out. kids like, like really honed it in and mm-hmm. they, I thought that was actually kind of brilliant. It was. It was. It was great. It was another because there was a certain level of innocence. As much of yes. a jerk that Mimi was, yes, she, she wasn't foul yes, mouth. I love that. She was just a pain in the butt. I you loved know? it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm landing on three. Definite recommend from both of us. Um, oh man, coming up next week, I'm thinking of ending things. Yes. No, that's the name of the movie. I'm. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, we're bringing back Anya Gore the week after that. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. We're gonna celebrate Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. We're gonna celebrate love with the 19. Uh, which one is it? 1981 classic. My bloody, My bloody Valentine. Valentine. Yep. I, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> we're gonna need to 
buy her some chocolates or something like that because <laughs> the love is in the air. Uh, following that, we're going to go brand new again with Seder. I mean, something that Andy has talked about on the podcast before looks really interesting. I think that's one of the ones I'm going to go to your house. We may have to do it earlier in the week just because we have the uh, Radiothon coming up. And then yeah. uh, wrapping up the month of February with anything for Jackson, one of my top picks for 2020. Uh, Andy, let's plug your books, man. Yeah, I don't really have any uh, n- anything new coming out. Um, Claire Hartley's vampire novels are still uh, still around. Uh, her I, isn't there a new one coming out soon? Yeah, or is she it out? A, uh, the servant of the vampire just came out. So did it really yeah, uh, Amazon? Been, uh, on Amazon, yep. I've been I, I helped her a little bit with that, but uh, yeah, I've been uh, you know skiing a lot and um, look buying dog coin. So, uh, <laughs> I haven't really got, got to write a whole lot. Stock, yeah, stop, yeah, stock. That's what I've been doing. So, uh, I haven't had a lot of time to write, unfortunately. All right. Well, <laughs> everybody have a wonderful weekend. We will talk to you next week for episode 96. Thank you for listening to episode number 95 of the Horrorphoria podcast. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful weekend.